Shout out to my special sponsors for this episode. Check out Ludic in San Pedro, California on 9th and Grand for all of your clothing, accessory, and gifting needs for women and men. They carry sizes small through 3X and new arrivals drop weekly. Saturday, November 27th is Small Business Saturday, so be sure to come out as they will have a free gift with purchase while supplies last. Follow at ShopLudic on Instagram and visit their website shopludic.co. That's S-H-O-P. L-U-D-I-C dot C-O. Follow Glowing With Goodness on Instagram. That's glowing dot with dot goodness on IG. They're a one-stop shop for all the things that make you feel good and look good from the inside out. Check out their online boutique for all the goodness like personalized jewelry and the cleanest skincare and makeup there is. Take 20% off your first time order using the referral code Maria Navaretti. And now the show you've all been waiting for. You are now listening to Evolve with Nicolette, a bad bitch healer. From the Wilmington Barber Lounge. <laughs> I have some awesome, amazing guests here. But before we get it popping, I wanted to give a big shout out to Wilmington Barber Lounge and Lex and to Oscar for setting this up because this was super dope. Um, I wanted it to be super home feel, community driven, um, and it helps when you got family who owns um, small business in the city. You know. Um, so for me, it's all about family in here and doing the most from the heart of the harbor. Wilmington is usually kind of surpassed when it comes to being mentioned. It's always called L.A., even though it's L.A. County, but this is Wilmington, California. Okay, so and the type of legacy that lives here, the type of community that is here, it needs to be talked about. And at the heart and at the center of that is Banning High School. And I have two guys who have been doing the absolute most for this community, investing um, not just to themselves when they went to school here and they played for the team, but then they also went right back into coaching and supporting the youth for about 15 years. I was doing the math. 19? 19. 19 years? 20 years. 20? See? To my right of me, I have Raymond Grajeda, head coach of the Banning High School, a football team, and assistant coach, Rich Cox. Okay? So... Shout out to the Marine League champs up in here. Okay, so how are you guys feeling? First of all, let's get a little bit nervous. Are you guys okay? Yeah, we're good. Feeling good. Thank you for having us. Up here. Don't be nervous right here. Right here. I'm feeling good. Thank you for having us, Nico. Yes. And then you, Rich, how are you feeling? Uh, Good. Good. (laughs) All right. Yes. Well, I wanted to get into all of that. Full disclosure, Obviously, there is some bias because it's not just people I don't know up in here. It's my family that's sitting right next to me. 
where their kids are like my nieces and nephews and my sons are like their nephews. These are my husband's best friends. So I knew I had to come all the way correct when it came to doing this episode because I know how much that this city means to y'all. And not just that, but how much Banning High means to you guys, right? Um, so much that you guys are now rebuilding this whole program to when you guys last left it. Uh, because back in 2000, when you guys wore the jerseys yourselves, that was the last time Banning High School was um, LA City Champs. Yep, that was the last time. That was years. the last time. Years. So I, think, I totally think that when you guys took over the program, it was all about rebuilding. That's when that sign came up on the corner of PCH and Avalon that says College Bound Pilots. Um, and the whole reframe of what the high school was about on the news, Wilmington is usually known for the car speed chases that pass through here. It's known about all the drama that goes in the ports or uh, gang violence and such. But there's a lot of positivity that comes out of this city, and it really does start with y'all. So I appreciate you guys for being here. So let's get right into it. As you guys were players, what was the inspiration to go back and to coach? You started coaching your brother Isaac, right? That was kind of like your pull into the Pop Warner scene. And around the same time, it was your nephew Isaac around the uh, same time. Uh, we started coaching. We had, Even before we, that. We had no skin in the game, no kids. Right. So we just did it out of, out of passion and love, uh, you know, in the beginning. Right. So, and that was what age? What age were those kids? Uh, first group we coached was maybe 11, 12. Yeah. That was back in uh, 2003. So two years after, three years about after high school. So, but you were already, you were back home from college? Or no, that was before you left? That was right in between college. Okay. So I went junior college, took a year off, and then I went out to Missouri to play football. So in that in-between year, that's when we started. And there was no hesitation. No kids in the game. It was just about going back for the I mean, love of football and love of the city. Yeah, this is, this is our pride. So we see something that we like to do and our passion was in, and we thought we'd include ourselves with it. Yeah. So for, for you guys for seeing, because eventually those kids that you coached back then, some of them you ended up coaching in high school. Absolutely. Right. So it being your sister Rachel's sons, Gabriel and Andrew, to being your own son, Richard Jr. So what was that like when you guys were asked to be put on? Because I remember that part. It was hesitation a little bit. So what was the initial moment that you're like, yeah, we're going to go do this? Yeah, it started from Pop Warner, like you're saying. We, we get out of college. We have to start working. So initially, we weren't able to coach high school football because of work schedule. Right. So then Pop Warner don't start to a later time. My nephew happened to be playing Pop Warner. He was already coaching Pop Warner. So uh, the team wasn't doing too well. So once I got out there, they're like, you're not leaving. And so that's kind of how it got started. So they kept you hostage so to keep yeah, it going. So, so from there on out, <laughs> that was that's kind of where we led. So, um yeah, my nephew was playing. His nephew was playing. We ended up being coaches. Yeah. And once we got out there, there was no exit. And that was dope because for me, I had around that time, that's when I first got with Moose. And it was for me seeing the whole journey since the very beginning, right? So when you when we was kind of like a rumor amongst friends that Poppers was going to get the head coach position, it was like, oh, snap. Like, shit's getting real. And I think... It was, you paid your dues for that, um, 
to be asked for that. So then, but when you guys um, won it in 2000, the program took a hell of a dip in turn after that. Because Carson then started winning a little bit. Uh, full disclosure, I went there. But, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, no, that's what I'm saying. So what was that like? What was the pressure like to have to, like, turn the whole program around? Because yeah, you saw the long vision. Right, right, right. So I think the last team that had some type of heat was maybe around 2009, 2010. So they had some a good little team at that session at that time. And when we came in, it was my Pop Warner team was now coming into high school. Right. So I felt obligated to make sure these guys were going to be in a good position since I put them through this program. I made them feel the pride. I made them understand where you're from. Now, having them go to high school, I felt like I'm not going to allow them to go to the school and it not be what at least I expect. Right. So I took a position to either apply for the job, which is an assistant coach. And at the time, one of my good buddies was going for the head coaching job. The other head coach I really didn't know. So then I had to sit on sidelines, and I basically said, hey, it's either you get the job, I'm going to coach with you. If you get the job, I'm going to coach with you. So I really didn't mind who the coach was. The direction was I had about 20 kids that we ended off number four in the nation that were going to be coming to play for Banning. And so I was like, hey, i got to be part of that. And so that's kind of how I got my foot in. So it was not more or less about rebuilding. It was just about establishing something for these kids that I gave them a vision for. And so I'm saying, I sold you this vision. You sold out for me. Now I'm responsible to make sure that this, what I told you about, is going to be like that. And what was that, like, what, what would that entail? Like, what does that vision look so, like? So that just means the, the standards of our program, meaning we come from a tradition. There's a lot of pride and you come from a community of Wilmington, which a lot of people don't understand because some of these kids were newborn. They didn't get to feel that experience. And so basically what I tell them is you're born from Wilmington, unfortunately, and you got to live with the reputation of it. Yeah. And you're playing for Banning. And I know you guys didn't make that reputation, but guess what? You are from Wilmington. So now you, you got to withhold uphold your responsibility to the community because that's how you're going to get viewed. And it's not a soft view, right? It's a rough view. So when they Great. say you're from Wilmington, they're thinking, all right, this guy's pretty good. So I go, unfortunately, that's where you guys are from. Right. So you're going to have to carry this image with you whether you like it or not. So to install that tradition, to install that pride, to install that image to people that had no clue what it was about because they weren't born when the, when the good times were rolling. Right. So they're looking at us like, you guys are good? Right. Like, we're really good. Right. So then we restructure the starting from the – to the image, to the signs, the merch. To, to the merchandise, to the paintings. You know, you walked down to Banning, you didn't see that there was ever champion. We put championships on the walls. We put the history on the walls. We put the history inside the locker room. Um, so that type of thing is kind of holds them responsible. Even though they weren't part of it, they understand that they've got a responsibility to keep. Right, and then having this expectation of, like, this is what, this is where we need to be. Right, it might not be that's not where you guys are used to us looking like that, but you guys actually being what was it on the Coliseum field? Where did mm-hmm. you guys win the championship, mm-hmm. two thousand championship at, mm-hmm. at the LA Coliseum? Yeah. And you guys know what that feels like, right? Right. So being able to firsthand not just tell them what it was like to go to Banning back then, what was it like late nineties, yeah. early two thousand, and having to withhold that. 
Um, I think that's dope because then now, especially coming from the Harbor area, we're not really known for a lot of people like going to college. Um, that's why for me, the biggest thing was that college bound sign. That was dope. So now having the, having your coaching, your nephews and then coaching your son, like what was that since now your family is involved? Like, how did that feel like now wearing like the head coach position and like, you know, coaches and then coaching your own, you know, like flesh and blood. What was that like? Uh, I don't know. It, it just felt like coaching, you know? Yeah. I, I really didn't think of it as I'm um, coaching my son. Mm. You know, it was just, I was just coaching. He just happened to be there. Right. And, you know, I wanted him to be there. You know, <laughs> that's how it felt. I didn't treat him any different yeah. than any other kid. Right. That's God on his truth. Yeah, he'd call me, you know, he didn't call me dad at practice. He, he was coach. He was always Coach Rich. Um, yeah, it, it, didn't, it didn't feel any type of way. Did you guys ever, like, talk to them what it was like when you guys won and what it was like to play back then? Yeah. And then kind of instill that into when you guys were now the ones wearing the head coach, yeah. like, um, coaching hats? Yeah, so, so every year we have a, a senior barbecue. And in that year we bring alumni over um, from the years back. As far as back as 86, we've had guys come by and explain – to the kids, just kind of what they feel about Manning High football. Mm -hmm. And so they hear it from us every day, and they hear us grind them every day. But then to hear somebody else tell you, it's like, okay, coach wasn't lying. At that barbecue, we have highlight tapes playing from when we played. You know, and the kids are looking at it. Oh, coach, you missed a block. Or, you didn't make a tackle. Look at that. So, you know, they, they, they didn't really get to see any of that thing. So we, we install, uh, like I said, the tradition, but we also once a year try to bring back alumni and to rub elbows with these guys in a comfortable position, not on the field position, right? If right. you're looking at somebody on the field, you're thinking everybody's a coach. But when you're at a pool party with your shirt off, yeah. hanging out, eating some food, now the kids get to relax and they get to hear some words from people that uh, really had some honor and tradition in the program. So that's, that's kind of like the feed because uh, when we tell them when we start, it's only one goal, it's championship mentality. Yes. And so – that's if we're not going to do it for a championship, then what are we doing it for? So that that's our goal, and right. if we don't get there. I get it, but we're always going to aim for it. So now, a lot of the guys that we grew up with and played with, we only been in championship positions. Right. So we really didn't know how it was not to be in a championship, right? Right. So now that's all we hear. It's all we feed. When we talk to our alumni, they speak about that. So to hear our kids say, "Hey, look, listen, talk to this guy." Mm -hmm. you know, from class of 98. And he's going to explain some of the things that maybe we can't explain. Right. And so some of these kids that have, you know, they're born in 2003, 2004, 2005. We didn't win a championship until, I mean, 2000. Right. So they had no clue about it. They weren't even born yet. So that's that's kind of the, uh, the approach is put them around that influence, put them in that type of situation where that's all they can think about. And even if they're not winning a championship, they're feeling like they're in a championship situation. Right. That's And to me, that's dope because what a lot of people don't know, too, is that um, you grew here. And not that you necessarily stay here, but great-grandparents who were Banning alumni, their kids became Banning alumni, their kids' kids, right? So there's now – we're in a situation in this community where great-grandkids – our alumni. So it's a lot of legacy here. So the importance and for me, just being from this area, being across town and being the crosstown rival, these are football cities. 
And in the 80s and 90s, it was Carson and Banning going back and forth only. So for me, I appreciate what was happening here because this was what we were, what you guys were known for. And then till this day, the probably best Banning uh, marching band like ever that never died down. Um, so even when we would be winning at Carson, I, the worst time for me was halftime because Banning would come in here with at least 200 kids being super loud. And that is something that has still been instilled since the eighties. And that's something that I appreciate. And that's why I asked you guys here, like who else to talk to about the love for the city than you two right now. And who's investing years and years not just into the community, but into the youth. And now a word from my sponsor. LaRue's Beauty has you covered for your gifting needs this holiday season. Their brushes are cruelty-free, hypoallergenic, vegan makeup brushes. Shop during Black Friday for 40% off single brushes, accessories, and select brush sets. Use code HOLIDAY40 at checkout. We're still spreading holiday cheer for week three of my LaRue's Beauty six-week giveaway. This week, all you have to do is DM me on Instagram these magic words, Holly Jolly, and you will be entered to win a gorgeous LaRue's Beauty brush set. Winner will be announced on Saturday at 1 p.m. on my Instagram stories, so make sure you're following at Evolve Nicolette. Now back to the show. So for you, what now it's a little different the past year and a half because of COVID and pandemic things, but probably one of the, one of the few in the area that really stayed healthy. Um, what was it like coaching during the pandemic, having the year off kind of like the momentum from being at the championship the year before run me through how COVID affected and the pandemic. Um, like, was it hard to keep the kids motivated was it kind of like a wind out of your sails a little bit? Yeah, it was horrible. You know, it was, it was very horrible because we weren't able to follow our structure. So we have a structure. We have, we emphasize January, February, all the way through the year. Right. right. 12-month structure. We weren't able to build these kids. We weren't able to train these kids. We weren't able to put these kids in situations that we do in the spring and we do in the winter where we are messing with their mental. We are messing with their physical. We are trying to get these guys to be a team. And we want to weed out the players that are not part of the team. Right. Right. So I want to find the guys that don't want to be here, that don't have the pride. And I want to get them out of here now. Then the guys that do want to be here, I want to install a mentality that we're going to fight and we're going to practice and we're going to have competition. So when we get in the season, I don't have to worry about that in the season. Not having that took us way back. Because the upcoming class after championship season, we didn't even get a chance to build them or to meet them or to say, hey, this is your coach. So we got three weeks to prepare for a spring season. Right. So we went five and one, and that's what kids that we had no idea who they were. We had no idea uh, if they were strong, if they were weak, um, if they knew our game, if they knew how we coached. So dealing with somebody brand new was an experience that we had to feel for the first time. Then they made us take a break because that spring season then had a pause. Well, all the southern section schools didn't have to break. So now we had another class of kids that we didn't get to train. and we Didn't get, get them, to play? Didn't get to do it. And we get them June 16th, and we have one month to build this program. So you're looking at our 10-2 and two record this year, 
losing in a semifinal game with kids that we had for about eight weeks. Right. Uh, maybe not even that. Maybe six weeks. And then we had our first game. So we were still. You know? Yeah. We, the, and that's something. And that's what the part that when, you know, like I know that loss on Friday was tough. But for me, it was such an amazing season to not even just obviously get Marine League champs. That's a big deal here. Yeah. If you're from the Harbor Area, being Marine League champs, that's a big deal. Right. That's something that you're fighting for. Like, that at least makes things feel absolutely right, you know? And then not only that, it's the whole element of the kids not even going to school. Right. Not having the discipline to having to go there. And then let's not even forget to talk about it. Wilmington is an inner city school. We're in the hood. It's a whole nother motivation of having to even get them to school to even try to lace up. So, like, what was that mentally for the kids? It was all over the place. You got kids that were going to school from a screen. Right. Right. And the motivation was completely out of there. So we can't motivate them to get better grades. In our spring, we give them five weeks to figure out their grades. If they don't have over 2.5, then we put them in grade check. Then at 10 week, if they don't have over 2.5, we put them in study hall. Mm. Then at 15 week, if they don't have over 2.5, we put tables on the football field and they're doing homework. Right? So not able listen. to listen, not able to monitor that. What, we don't know what they're doing. Then we can't build them. This is a contact sport. This is an athletic sport. I won't practice unless we lift weights. If we have study film review, right. not being able to do that. It took away a big part of our program, and it was just like almost not wanting to play. Right. I was like hoping that maybe they keep this pandemic go longer. Right. Because we're not going to get a fair shot. Right. And some of the programs that were able to continue, we still had to face them. Mm-hmm. And so that was our biggest deal. And so it was not encouraging. It was not motivating. But it was probably the, one of the hardest things we've ever done. And – that's also the thing too, right? Is the motivation to even get them going, the motivation to even um, come back to play. I it definitely was something that you guys had to overcome, and I'm, you guys did a pretty good job this season, and didn't really like. I know for y'all, like it feels like it might have fell short, but that was a lot. And then for me too, listen about this area, and especially about this city. When you walk into the, when you go into the Banning Stadium, when you go into the Ferragamo Field, it is a whole nother level. Even when those years of losing, those stands were always packed. So as, like, since you guys started coaching, the way the spirit of this city had been uplifted, I think, like, I'm not from here. And I even felt that. I'm married here. We know that. Trust me. <laughs> you got that Wilmington shirt you know, on. It looks so, funny on you. No. <laughs> Listen, I grew up, like, let's keep it 100. I was born and I got brought to that house, that apartment complex on L Street. Keep it 100. So, but do you get what I'm saying? I appreciate that. So then what does the future look like for Banning now? What, is that, what does that look like? It's a little bit better. Did at least with this season ending on like a little positive note i know for coaches that that was rough for y'all but what does the vision look like going forward rich i'm not much of a uh the vision that the vision is is, is the same man the you same know? yeah yeah. i mean you said it uh <clears throat> walking into a fairy gobble field seeing the stand seeing the community 
that's that's what everybody looks forward to, right? You know, and uh, the football season here in Wilmington. That's that's the main event. It's the main event. Right. So going forward, the division's the same, man. We just uh, uh, obviously we want to win the championship, but right. It's always the goal. It's always the goal. It's always the goal. And I, for me, um, I I want to talk about a little bit because you were coming back into a program where a lot of kids left. So what was that like trying to get a lot of families to come back and to play here? A lot of kids went to Carson. A lot of kids went to Norbon. Even further, went to Poly. Mm-hmm. So what were those conversations like having to sell the legacy that you knew, that you guys knew? What was that like for them to come back? So it, it was nothing. When I got the job, half the team left, right, Carson. Um, so what we did was we started to look at the PE classes, and we started checking kids into football. And so they'd come the next semester, and they were saying, what class is this? And now you're part of the football team. <laughs> now you got to be here to 430, wear a red shirt. And they're looking at me like, I didn't sign up for football. Right? So we started picking out players from the school. Mm. I mean, literally. We've got a kid from band playing on the team right now. we got a kid from, that was just the fastest runner in PE class. And a kid that was looked strong, Mexican. And, and, and whatever they might have been, we just brought them. And they didn't even know they were going to get involved in football. But the way that we approached the the practice or approach, whatever we got going for that day, the atmosphere is livid. You know, you, right. you're going to jump into our program and you're going to feel like you want to be there because that's what we're going to give you. We're not going to put you in a situation where you're going to say, you know, I don't want to be here. This sucks. You're going to be around people that are motivated. You're going to be around people that want you to succeed. You're going to be around people that are trying to get your education on point. We are not just sitting there saying, hey, play football. Right. We want you to become something better than what you are already. And mm-hmm. so with that type of motivation, a lot of these kids don't see that at home. They got parents working. When they get home, nobody's at home, right? And so this becomes their home. And the support we give them on and off the field, you have, you have that type of love. You, you want to be there. So that's how we started to back up. We just convinced the kids. When we got a lot of transfers at, at one point – kids local kids left the team because they were like these guys are playing now mm. so when those kids left we had to re um motivate these kids to come back mm. and so we were at a point when i took the job there was maybe about 20 kids in the program period and then we just did that we started going around the school hey man you look good young man you want to play football <laughs> and, and so once we got into it and, and he and he's like a big part of the motivation because Coach Rick comes prepared. He comes with a speaker. He comes with a, a goodie bag. He comes with ice and Gatorade. So these kids are getting home loving. You know, and like right. you're saying, the son played, um, but he still treats the kids. I thought maybe it was because of the son. No, but he's still doing it. So when you get that type of love, he's, and they're getting things that we would get for our kids. So now our kids ain't playing, but he still wants to buy gloves, and he still wants to buy cleats, and, he's, and he sees something out there, and he's like, Hey, look, I got this. I'm like, this guy's showing up every day with something, right? And so that... that To give it up, right? Yeah. yeah so so that's, it, that's the love that they're not getting at home. We're feeding these kids. We're treating them with, with... I want these kids to just play football. So we don't ask them for nothing. And we provide everything. And let me talk about... Like, being, being an inner city, being a community full of, right, majority Hispanic, like Latinx... Uh, there's a lot of underlying things that you got to combat here, right? 
You got a lot of gang violence here. You got a lot of things where it could be super, super uh, distracting for kids. So having to compete against that every single day and getting them motivated, something that was super, um, that stayed with me for a while was in the beginning when you would tell me, even in your Pop Warner days, when you would have to buy the kids like Subway because you weren't even sure like how they were eating the rest of the week. But when they were with you, they were going to at least make sure that they ate. Right. So now we got, we got Jenny cooking pasta for Fridays (laughs) and Mama D. Okay. Right. And Mama Diane doing all that. Um, and also to adding the layer that it's not just football. We're working on getting student athletes here. And that was another level that not that it amazed me that it was like, this is great because when I went to school, it was like, you're just playing football. Who, let's sign your grades off. Let's change this fail to a C so we can get you to play. This is a different level because you're setting up the kids for not just high school, but beyond this. Uh, but talk a little bit about that and how the community has helped support the program, right? Because you said even on um, for those pasta nights, for the game night, to have this um, home feel, to have them feel like family, because um, it's also on Thursdays you guys feed them too, right? Um, where other people could buy, right? You always shout people out. Let's talk about that. The money that not just you guys put into this program, but the way how the community surrounds y'all and uplifts that. Well, community kids, community parents, right? And so I'm homegrown, he's homegrown. And to have success, you got to want it. You can't just expect it to be handed to you. Mm. And so my parents were in gangs. My mom was from the West Side. You know, they're they're in gangs. So Mm. I was in a gang home, right? Right. I was still able to make it out, still able to go to college, still get a degree, yes. still come back here, become a, buy homeowner. a homeowner. So yes. the, there's no reason to not. And a lot of people say, hey, don't go to Banning because you can't do this. Or mm. don't go play it's football for them because there. you can't get a scholarship. So now right. we're number one in the city. We got kids out every year, Division One scholarships. Um, on top of that, we got academic scholarships. So yes. you can get out. If you come here and you want success, right. and that's what I preach to them: is your is your kid a student? Then come here; he'll get he'll be okay. Now, community is only going to support things that are positive, right? And I can't just go out and ask my friends, "Hey, let me get some money," or "Let me get this." If we weren't doing something positive, right? So there's no deny. I mean, if if we reach out to them um, just before the season starts to feed these boys for ten weeks, it costs about seven thousand dollars. We don't fundraise. We get support from our community, from our friends, from businesses that say, hey, we want to buy a meal. And right. so when you got community reaching out to you, um, that means you're doing something right. And part of that process is feeding them. I want to make sure on Thursdays that you are going to eat what we want you to eat. Right. And I want to make sure on Fridays that you're not going to be eating some chili cheese fries before the game. Right. I put Shout it, out to Gus. I put it to <laughs> <me>. <laughs> You know? And... and yeah, and, and, and you know, mom, mom, Mama Bear can't understand that. Right. Oh, you want to starve my son? No, it's not that. But I put in work all summer. You're not going to change my athlete from eating what he wants. We're not going to get him bloated before the game. I'm going to watch him what he yeah. wants. And so that 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 Thursday night dinner, because when we were in high school, we used to go out to round table as a team, and we would bond. So that's the family moment. That's the element of not. Yes. You know, we got a battle tomorrow. We got a war tomorrow. What they say, last meal. That was the element. So when we mm. came here, there was not that no more. The coaches were new. They didn't experience it. So there's no more roundtable. So then we bring back Thursday night dinners, meaning let's break bread now. 
right? I yelled at you all week, put you down, you cried, you hate me, right? Yeah. But on Thursday we're gonna break we're gonna break bread and I'm gonna rub elbows with you like a like a a, a, a community member, family. Because at the end of the day, I live here. The administration, teachers, they teach here. But guess what? They go they home. They live here, right? So I shop here, I eat here, I do everything here. So right. now I want to make sure that after this, I'm still me. Right. Right. So I'm going to be able to do this if I'm ever going to lose me. Right. I'm not going to be Coach Poppers. I'm going to be Poppers before Coach Poppers. So period. So now, if I ever got if I ever got to change that, then I can't do it. Yes. It's going to be fake. So that that's what the community sees. And the good part about it is that we are now in a position that everybody is us. Like kids are, Mm. our kids are now in school in high school. And I'm yeah. seeing people that we went to school with. Right. Like, holy smokes. Like, we, we've caught that age, right? Yeah. And, and so now, I, I've been, he said 20 years. That means the kids that he coached 20 years ago are now the ones that are going to be running this community. Right. So we get about 100 kids a year that we want to change the influence of how they think about this community and how they think about how they're going to build. And pretty soon we're going to be too old to be fighting and to be old to be doing any like oh i hope so so who's going to be raising it right it's going to be our kids right so that's what i want i want to build people that are going to come back to this community and give back like we're giving back and so when i'm chilling and i'm old and i'm sipping my and chilling kicking and watching the right. game these are my boys and i can trust them because i know they know what 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 they went through. Yeah, the generational wealth that that brings just throughout the community, I think, is super dope. Coach Rich, if you follow Coach Rich on Facebook, that shit's lit. <laughs> I, the part that I love is that the effort that you put. You don't let it be super unknown that like, hey, this person did this for the team this week, and thank you for doing that. Like. For you, for like, how does that feel like when people reach out to you and be like, how can I support? Like you, people have the chance to um, sponsor the team um, they do. dinners. They do. Uh, yeah. I usually got to chase them down a lot of the times, right? <laughs> but, but uh, you know, I'll, I'll approach the people that, that yeah. I know that, that, <clears throat> that, that, know have, what's up. that have or, you know, right. and, and they can help and give back. Yeah. I mean, that's the, to me, that's the, uh, that's the duty that I believe they should be doing. You right. know what I mean? Already. So the, the shout-out is a little, you know, just a little appreciation of, of no, yeah. you know, and everybody gets a kick out of Even, it. Even, and not just on food, you know, there'll be people that'll be like, hey, I bought somebody's shoes. Let oh, me yeah, know so a player yeah. that could buy shoes. Like, that's what it takes to get shit back where you know where it used to be at, yeah, believe you know? It or, believe it or not, some of these kids will, they'll show up with their cleats and, you know, they got their big toe hanging out, you know? Mm-hmm. So how are we going to let a kid walk out there, our team, and they right. got a big toe hanging out their cleat? Right. So we got we got to buy some of these kids cleats, you know. Right. It is what it is. I love that. I truly do love that. I was going to do commercial break, but let's just keep going. I want to um talk about like what makes you come back year after year, right? Like when this does guy? <laughs> right because i really felt like when little rich and when gabriel and andrew like your nephews when they stopped i was like hey what's gonna well, like you know like i said i'm not coaching my son we're, we're coaching. right this is this, this is, is this is, what this is we, it this, this is what we do <laughs> yeah exactly uh like you know from from here to january what what else do we do this is this is us this is right i love that it. yeah I love that a lot. Um, so what does the vision look like from here? Like, what does what do you feel like needs to be improved on? Obviously, you guys are battling COVID things. 
Um, I feel like things are getting a little bit shifting a little bit. Hopefully next year is a better um, season of opportunity to do the 12 month program that you guys like to do. But what does that vision look like? I mean, there is no vision. The vision is basically what we got in front of us and how we're going to, how we're going to work it. Rolling with it. It's like opening your fridge. I'm about to make dinner. What are we going to make tonight? Mm. Next thing you know, you got a full meal. Mm. That's what we do. So we just ended a season. It's like, all right, reset button. Then we show up. This is what we got in the fridge. Mm. We got to make dinner. Let's go. Let's 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 cook. Yeah. (laughs) No. So 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 that and that's every year. Then that's the recycle and repeat. Um, Whatever we fail to do during our season, or we fail to do during our program. We basically are just going to want to put a Band-Aid on those cuts mm. and keep on rolling. You know, be honest. You want to be honest. Hey, we sucked here. Hey, you weren't good here. There's going to be a lot of sad faces, right? You got to talk to another man and tell him where he was wrong. Mm. And you got to accept the failures. And if you can accept the failures and build on the part that you did fail, then you are looking at a recipe for success. And that's with anything. You know, mm. so if you get a job and in, an in, in interview and, and you don't get that job, but you got the interview, so you got pre- prepared for the next job, right? right? So it built you even though you failed. And so people look at failing and say, hey, we're down. Failure is just another opportunity to get better. And Mm. so we look at failure and we say, hey, how can we get better? And that's it. So the motivation and the the outlook, we don't know. We won't know. Some kids, kids are leaving. And now it's his best friend. Mm. And now that he left, maybe he don't want to be here no more. And, oh, this mom is mad because we didn't play him. She might not want to be here no more. Mm. Oh, and so we're going to get 101 situations right now in the off season. And we're going to show up in the spring. And we're going to see what we got. And then we're going to keep rolling. Keep cooking. I love that. You were going to say something. Go ahead. I said that we can only control what's in front of us at the time. Mm. So whatever shows up in January, we're going to coach it. You know, that, that's yeah. just it. We can only control what we, we can got. control. Everything else, we don't even pay no mind to it. Uh, we were talking about on the game on Friday that, like, if y'all could do it better, go down there and do the work that they're doing. <laughs> you know? Like, a lot I heard, of... I heard Erica was fighting, like, three, <laughs> three or four times over there. <laughs> you know, I have the best seat in the house with Coach Rich's wife. Um, but for me, it was just all, like, I was just in awe the whole time. And I know that to everybody else, it was a hard day, right? But to me, it was just like, yo, those, that's my family on the field, right? And then when your guys' kids were playing, that's my nephews on the field. Like, that's dope. You know, people always be like, oh, Nico, you're from Carson. Like, but no, my family's here, you know? So that's something that I'll always be proud about. And that's why this was the most genuine and authentic put-together show because I didn't have to work that hard. I didn't have to like, you know what I mean? I didn't have to like, it was, it was a text to him really quick. Like, do you, hey, do you want to do a podcast? He probably still hasn't even listened to my podcast yet. <laughs> oh, this is a podcast? <laughs> Hold on, wait. So it was like, it was like. Um, I thought you was from the news. Are, are you down? I was like, are you down? And he was like, yeah, I'm down, you know? And I'm down to always help and do what I can and using my platform to uplift and give a positive view to one of the cities I love so much. Do you get what I'm saying? Like it's something that it was only natural and I'm so glad that it was here and doing it here. Um, I want to end on a note on just giving you guys your flowers and like, this is the, this is the program that you guys have built that y'all built. And you said it a program. Yes. It's a system. It's a program. Yes. I just 
Bang yes. High School. It's a program. It's a program. And that's what that's what, uh, that's what the other parents and everybody needs to realize. It's a program. Right. You know, the boss, we got a the structure here. Days, we have a structure. Right. The the recipes there. The fridge right. It's open. We're making the meal every time. Right. It's a program. Right. And and I want to highlight like you got kids going to college. Like, shout them out. Like, who already declared to where? You guys had kids that already, um, I mean, you had 24 kids get on, what, li- what list was that that you sent me? That all-city? Oh, yeah, so uh, 25 all-league. Um, right? Right. So, so, yeah, so, so, uh, yeah, so we, had, we, had, we had some guys make We had our kicker make it, right? Kicker's first time playing football. He didn't, he's, he's excited. Um, not on top of that, I, I think our overall GPA for our team core is it's over 3.0. Um, Talk about it! So, yeah, yeah, that, that yeah, should be mentioned. Yeah, on top of that, these kids are 100% vaccinated, right? They're getting COVID tests every week. Yes. And, uh, our running back, Jack Galloway, signed with San Jose State. Uh, he was injured, and so he's got a, a scholarship. we got a defensive end that's uh, getting Western Colorado's looking at. Um, so we, we just, you know, we're, we're just looking at the positives and there's a lot of positive like that. there's a lot of positives okay for not to just for the 3.0 to come out of his mouth right that is amazing to me because it would always be laughable when i'd hear that athletes just have to get 2.2.5 or yeah 2.0 2.0 that's straight d's and we're not doing that here so zero zero everybody's eligible no ineligibilities nobody lost because of uh, playing football, and that was always an issue with our teams even when we played. Who's going to be eligible at 10 week, right? Now that's that's like not even a con- it's not, it's a concern, but it's not a focus like it used to be. Um, right. And, and that's the home field. So uh, hats off to the teachers and the administration because that shows that their side of the support is is being involved as well. When uh, <clears throat> when this guy busted out the table, right? And this is early in you know at the, what, that second semester, yeah. about five weeks. He checks all their grades, and this is like what, five, six years ago. We're like 12, 13 kids, right? That like, were on those tables on the football field he goes, while you guys are practicing with the yeah, other kids right who there, are eligible. Right I go, what the? I go, it says the president. Yeah, but I go, we're not teachers. We're, what are we doing here? He goes, well, we got to get them eligible. If, you know, if they can't do it, then we got to do it for them. Mm. So, and now, 3.0, overall GPA, and nobody ineligible. That's that's pretty right. I need a pretty, round of uh, applause for that. Yeah, it's almost unheard of. It's almost unheard of, especially in the city. So, especially in the inner city, man. Like in the harbor area. Listen, all this area is known for all the bad stuff. All the bad stuff. All all the things that like is not happening. All the gang violence. All those things. So that is something that I love the most. Is the student the student athlete part. Because we're not just striving for the championship at the end of the of the season, it's to see these kids go to college after and then thrive there, right? Because you guys have a lot of famous players who went all the way to the NFL, who did big things in college. Like, can we talk a little bit? Do a little of the name drops for that a little bit? Yeah, I mean, there's been players from the most recently Fred Matua, um, all the way down to Stanley Wilson, uh, Vince Ferragamo, Freeman McNeil. I mean, we, we've had uh, uh, Bob Whitfield. We've had a history of that. Bob Whitfield, okay, Real Housewives of Atlanta, okay. Atlanta Falcons, dirty <laughs> birds, right? So, so yeah. So Bob Whitfield was a. And when I was in high school, I got the Bob Whitfield Award, 
And that's how I became an Atlanta Falcon fan. And this is a guy with one eye that played for Stanford University. Yeah. And now he is an entrepreneur. Uh, has a, he was, he's the first studio, sound studio in Atlanta that had the million-dollar board. Um, and, he, and every rapper and every movie almost had to utilize that. So that, that type of influence, like I said, kids don't know about. And that's the type of freedom we want to give. So, and he's a Banning alumni. And he's a Banning alumni. So that's where we're at. It's like we still have that installed in us. Yeah. And so if they don't know it, then how can they know it? Um, and the teachers and, and everybody's got to be on that type of movement. So that's our push, and, and we hope that it spreads to the rest of the high school. And this program now wants to build like this because that's where they should be. Mm. So we, we figured out a system that is going to keep them above the medium, you know, and so being sorry, those years are like never going to happen. It's going to be, we're going to be all right or we're going to be really good. Yeah. And, and that's where the category you want to put these kids in. Go ahead, Rich. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Pip Baba Fields, please sponsor a couple meals. <laughs> sponsor a season, please. Um, I just want to shout you guys as men really quick because, and end it here. Uh, when I met my husband, he didn't just come with just all his stuff, right? He came with the whole yeah, crew, <laughs> a whole crew of fellas. And one of the biggest things that I really took aback by was how ma- amazing dads you guys were. Or are. Okay? Amazing dads. And Moose was taking me, like, we'd go out on Friday night and then go watch Popper's Coach. Right. The next day, like that's just the level that I was then used to since 2008. Okay, so like it's it's been a growth process to see you guys um, thrive in not just your careers outside of coaching and football, um, seeing you guys become right working down at the dock and being a longshoreman, having a good job. We're not going to mention the college, can we? (laughs) And becoming homeowners here in the city that you guys love so much. Um, Setting that precedent for not just the community, but also for your families. I appreciate y'all. I appreciate everybody being here. Thank you you for having us. Yes. Shout out. Shout out to Lex and the Wilmington Barber Lounge. Shout out to all my family being here. The I appreciate best haircut in Wilmington. <laughs> I appreciate everybody being here. This was such an honor to host this. Thank you for saying yes to me. I know you guys are probably like, what the hell's going on here? Uh, but the good news was coming to town. Hey. Hey. Uh, the TGN Latinx Studios up in here. And I'm just appreciative. But this is it. Thank you guys so much for watching. And we're going to be on to the next one. Shout out to your girl. Follow me on everywhere. Evolve Nicolette. Make sure that you rate my podcast five stars. Yes. Uh, Leave a review. Subscribe. Do all the things. Uh, But we appreciate y'all. Thank you guys for coming out. Thank you. Thank you. You are now listening to Evolve with Nicolette. A huge thank you to my local sponsors. Please make sure you follow Shop Ludic on Instagram. That's S-H-O-P-L-U-D-I-C for all of your clothing, accessory, and gifting needs for this holiday season. And also follow Glowing With Goodness. That's glowing.with.goodness on Instagram for personalized jewelry and the cleanest skincare and makeup there is. Thank you so much for sponsoring. I appreciate it. 
Thank you for listening to today's episode. Before you go, please subscribe to my podcast, Evolve with Nicolette, leave a five-star rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. This helps me keep the good stuff coming. Also, if you'd like to sponsor a future episode, please DM me on Instagram at Evolve Nicolette or email evolvenicolette at gmail.com. Thank you so, so much. See you next time.